Battery 70%. Connected to the future. Hello and welcome to a future not as far. I'm here with my co-host, Bear. Hi. How are we doing? I'm very good. How are you? Awesome. This is our very first episode. I have written a few small blurbs to kind of give an idea of what we're going to be talking about on this show. I'm just going to read it out. A future not as far is dedicated to the near future, down the road and around the corner, not some blurry remote vision. It is a combination of intensive specificality and wild dreams. Yeah. That sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Deep stuff. Um, even I have read this before, but that sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. We said to start with the first episode, what we'll do is um, I'll go through the gadgets yeah. that I came across the last 10 years that I felt pretty excited about. I felt like they this were the life changing for me. Yep. Um, maybe it could be for some other people as well. And you let me know your thoughts. Shall we go through them? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. I'm all about gadgets. 2010. Now I know it sounds pretty typical. It was the iPhone. It was pretty fresh for me. Not this one, right? Not this one. Yeah. It was the, I think it was the, maybe the iPhone 4. Yeah. I dropped it on the first day I got it. All right. Of so, <laughs> but then I went and got a case for it. Um, that always happens with people. Like you wouldn't. Like now they buy the case first on the first day, but you know, it used to be you have to drop the belief that you can drop phones. Well, now I kind of have the rule that any fresh new electronic gadget that I get or something that is shiny, that looks very fragile uh, for three days, it has to kind of remain in the kind of status of half unpacked, half unboxed. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to do something to it if I just like bring it out on the spot. I see, so your body's not used to the dynamics. If we move along to 2013 is when I actually got a portable record player. This would be one of these brands that trying to... Um, I don't think they were ambitious enough to resurrect the, the vinyl players. They're trying to bring a new spin to the industry in that not every record player has to be like this massive setup with like five different boxes and two huge speakers that looks like your wardrobe. Yeah. They basically just pack everything into the simple, not particularly well-made, but, you know, okay, passable kind of suitcase. In which you can carry around. I'm not sure how many people actually carry around, but... Well, it was the one thing to take to a picnic. Yeah. If you had time for a picnic. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that concept was very foreign to me. I felt like as if... I'm quite sure they were around before, but I felt like it was during the last 10 years where these things became so readily available without the um kind of the retro hang-ups to it because because we could you could just plug this one to uh any of your 
kind of fancy digital speakers to get the good voice out rather than using the internal speakers. Well, if you are like a professional vinyl collector and, you know, aficionado, um, you may question like the quality of this is more like a toy um, sound-wise. Of course, yeah. But for me, that's kind of okay. That's not the point. What's, uh, what's, this, what's this sound? I think this computer is live. I think really? it's your phone. You think it's my phone? Yeah. Where? Yeah, it's your phone. Oh, it was my phone. Oh, that's a big no. Whoa. Ah, oh. uh, wow. I've never heard that before. Talking about gadgets. Um, I don't think, yeah, especially when we're talking about low quality sounds. Um, obviously, as you see, is this is not a professional recording environment. There are the statics, um, just as there are so much, so much static sounds in your um, portable vinyl player. But that's kind of the charm to it. Um, it sounds kind of intuitive, but everyone started to accept it as you know, like Spotify was dominating, starting to dominate, but. You know, like there is still room for nostalgia. 2015 or 14, where the Fuji films came back again, the Polaroid um, cameras. I think you got it later, but that trend started um, a bit earlier. I think you can Google it. When did um, Polaroid um, make it come back? Go bankrupt or got bought by some other company i forgot which company and i think it's a while after that that the that the, these kind of things start to come back and fujifilm was one of them well come back and be like be available like this, this in your department thing. store yeah like this gadget thing that it was started as like a gimmicky thing but it kind of picked something everybody who never hold a camera in their life started to think that oh okay this is good this is instant this is physical and this is something that I can, you know, play around with, even though it does consume so much consumables every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly through the films. The but... films are huge packets in today's standards. But then they came out with so many other versions of it. You do know they are probably exactly the same with each other. Well, as as we've tested, yeah. the quality of this one is actually the smaller one is bigger, better than the bigger cameras. Um, I think they are roughly the same. I can't quite tell. Yeah, is it the resolution because it gets printed on a bigger? It is kind of film printed on a bigger piece of film paper. Therefore, therefore that should be lower resolution. I think so. Maybe something like that. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a pro on this kind of um, things. Alright, um, we'll see how this looks. Yeah, sure. This device called uh, the Ableton. We yeah. I came across it. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a musician. I just came across it, mm. and I was like mesmerized by how it looked. Yeah. Well, if you know what you're doing, it's probably you just describe Ableton as um you know as a drum kit basically yeah yeah it was just it was just it's not so, actually a drum kit it's it was appealing well. to see was that it's it didn't pat. look like the traditional look of musical devices there are i think since ableton or maybe around the same time there are a lot of 
brands that issue the especially older ones that create a lot of this minimalistic looking devices that look a lot like this um, futuristic pad driven um, devices that light up in in all sorts of RGB colors when they're on. I There's think a it was the lights that, that attracted me. There's a lot me. of that that pad business happening because they that's um, traditionally how they try to mimic the drum machine. Um, and the the fact that they make it so minimalistic and obviously attracts a lot of attention and usually in black because I assume you, I don't know, DJs work in darkness, um, when, especially when live. And um, but the 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 RGB color account, you know, fit your work to to how you react to the um, instrument. But I guess it's also like I I feel like maybe the portability. Like imagine if you just carry this and your laptop, you're good to go. Whether you're creating, whether you're playing, you're performing, it's just so compact. I think I think so. I think it's around the time when people realize that of all those talks, uh, all, all the kind of education that we've been receiving that in order to, to produce something, you need a whole studio and this kind of studio concept ranges from photography to filmmaking to you know music making to like anything designers you know all the other things like everyone tell been telling you that you needed this whole world of setup like i don't know how much money needs to be involved before you can make a first piece of work and people know that that is bs you know yeah. like you all you need is a all you really need is a strong backpack so that you can fit a few devices in and you're ready to go and you can even attach your speakers to the peripheral of your back as you would do in death trending uh, the trick is always to balance yourself when you have all these kind of things. But I think it's generally the speakers and the powers that kills you. But generally, you can really fit everything into really nice, tight suitcase. Have you found this ideal suitcase backpack? No, I haven't. Because I, I think it's about... um With all these gadgets, they, they usually come with a story... Like how well do you stick to it over time? Like how well have you used it over time? And at any point in time, you only left with those that you stuck with. These gadgets. That's why there are so many like what's in my back video. One way to look at it is that your what's in your back video is supposed to have different things in it every year. But that implicitly means that you are giving up on old stuff and welcoming new stuff into your um, yeah. back and your surroundings. And that that's just implicitly saying that some gadgets are not lasting. The expiration date is too soon. I think that just lends, you know, it just starts this kind of interesting observation about what the gadgets are. Like one way I always look at it is, um, you notice that for certain, even like, for instance, your 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 iWatch. Um, when did you get that? I have the iWatch. Oh, let me see when I got it. I got it in two thousand and sixteen. 
you see how interesting this is because you got your iWatch and I got my iWatch and our usage of it is phenomenally different. Like I use it every day, every single day. You kind of never rarely pick it up. I used it for six months and uh, I think one problem was with the charging, but I don't think that was the main issue because you had to charge it every day. Yeah. But this is where I can tell you what I was excited about it. It had this heartbeat uh, feature mm. where you can connect with another user and you could send each other this heartbeat message where your the iWatch that you're wearing would vibrate and um, this this heart would flash on the screen. I thought it was pretty cute. Besides that, I just checked the weather on it. That was it. Uh, in regards to getting extra notifications, I found that over time a little bit overwhelming. Um, and answer like if I if I see a message, I always want to answer it. So seeing it on the watch wasn't helping me out. I think so. And but my usage of it was. If you actually talk about what can do with the watch, um, it's not that much different because I actually deliberately turn off a majority, super majority of the things that you get notified about because I hate messages. I hate notifications. I hate the fact that I feel this urgent thing that I need to respond to. I just, I just don't, I have enough messages in my life. So when I have the iWatch, I just turn everything off. So in all honesty, what I really have is a watch that tells time, but that still doesn't prevent me from using it every day. I think that lends to a very important thing that you looking at gadget is that for this particular person, you and me, um, the gadget can be considered an extension of yourself and or it can be considered as something outside of yourself. And if it's extension of yourself, you kind of, you kind of, I mean, different, different, different person, different view on this. But I think my observation is that if it's an extension of yourself, you generally want to go through a lot of stories with this. So when I want to, you know, um, check the weather, I'm going to look at my watch when I want to look at the time I'm going to check my watch I'm going to if I want to check my habit I want to check my watch um, things like that when it's that extension of yourself I think you tend to look at it as like you prefer it to fit all your use cases so that you never really need to um, dispose dispose of it because it's kind of part of you. Like as a human body, each part of your body is complete and part of this whole. You know, you, you, you don't one day go around and say, oh, this is an extra hand I don't need and I want to get rid of it. So I do consider my hand as part of myself, right? So I would consider the iWatch, this particular gadget as part of myself as well which most people would say now, similarly, that their phones are, you know, that it is an extension of yourself. And because you're basically part of, part of your identity outside into this external thing, 
then you naturally want it to be as convenient as possible so that if you know solves a lot of the problems for you without being awkwardly out of place whereas if it is something like an, a gadget like that um um pick another thing that that is like outside of your body like you, you consider it as an external bit then you know you don't you kind of don't mind it if you do it only does one thing you know what i mean like like this fuji film instant camera is it part of extension of yourself if you are a photographer you probably think so but if you're not you probably consider it as a gimmicky gadget or a toy that you play with every now and then so if something is an entertainment for you it can be entertainment it can be you know um well i'm yet to find like a very strong reason to wear a watch yeah so for you, that watch is an external um, thing, item for you. Whereas for me, I think that it is part of me um, in reasons that probably part psychological, part functional. I'm going to move on to 2017 when I got my first cordless Dyson vacuum cleaner. Okay. How was it? It was so powerful, and and it, it and the fact that it was cordless, it was it was basically, I think it was a far greater feeling than um, uh, when the AirPods came out. <laughs> I can definitely say that. I think um, how does it like in terms of actually doing your work? Does it encourage to do it more? Are you looking forward? No, the battery runs out for a certain amount of area that you're vacuuming so is that what you're asking Mm. so you do have a time limit so after the first time you use it um uh, i realized okay i only have 20 minutes on this so whatever space i have i better vacuum it in that amount of time okay because the charging takes a while yeah and you can you can't use the cord and use the vacuum do you not find that most of the conversations about gadgets now is about how do you power that device that changes a lot of perspective like the high idea of a wireless vacuum cleaner dyson's or not is so radical actually prevents you like it it separates you physically separates you from a wire to a cord in the you know connection point into the wall you know, it almost creates your forced sense of freedom, even though you're still staying inside the same room. It does. It does feel like freedom. Yeah. Is that how you felt when you tried your first AirPods? AirPods are great. Um, they are not the best sounding devices as you would kind of expect from Apple. But then like from tiny headphones, I never expected much yeah that's my thing i i never um it is i think it's very important to judge things for what they are and what are you using it for and um i and i never consider airpods as like everyone says they're gonna drop them um i did drop them and then i found them later lose them yeah yeah. and it's always about losing one of them not both of them at the same time and 
and and everyone's complaining about their um sound qualities. But I for me it's never about it's like those noise canceling headphones that you, you you were saying. Like I never expect a full set of audio experiences. I just expected it to be an extension of the phone. It is an okay. extension of the phone. And whether or not I, if I can extend my, uh, consider it as extension of myself, I need to learn over time. Two thousand and eighteen, we've already talked about the AirPods. That's what I had listed. Mm. Um, but there's one other gadget which I really was fascinated with was the brainwave detector, and you. Uh, turn it on. You've already synced it to your phone through the app. Please don't break it. Does it look like it's breaking? Yeah. yeah I think you. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't. I oh didn't break god. it. I think I'm not kind of careful with it because I don't use it anymore. <laughs> First time I used it, it was amazing because what you saw in like documentaries about being able to read somebody's brain waves, yeah. um, what you saw on TV, suddenly you actually had this device in your hand linked to your smartphone and uh, it would show you where your mind will be more calm or it's actually overthinking. Um, are you able to keep it inactive or active? And uh, for, I, I don't know if anybody has used it, but what it does is you pick like a scenery and uh, through that scenery, these different noises, whether it's going to be like bird sounds, they only would appear if your brain is at a particular um, activity level. So you would kind of go through this kind of mind challenge with yourself uh, to see how many birds you would kind of get through that that was pretty amazing at first to say, okay, now I can train my mind to whether I'm meditating or uh, when I'm working to see actually how my brainwaves work. I don't know how accurate it is, but I think as a, for me as a first product to experience was pretty good. I stopped using it. It's kind of one more device that I have to think of yeah. to use it yeah. or I have to leave a reminder I think that's my argument as well. Like that's that you don't consider it as an extension of yourself. No way you're going to extend, like no way you're going to, you know, remember to use it. It's like um, this one, well, it's at least one more thing that you need to charge. Yeah, I know. All the time. <laughs> and you need like a supercharging station of all these wires there's there's just so much things to charge. Yeah, that's the modern charging kind of um, issue is that there are so many things to charge that the action itself is like almost like a water drop torture that a single water drop is painless. But if you... You just repeat it. It becomes pain. It's the idea, it's the feel that everybody in this world right now knows, familiar, is the feel of trying to drag the USB cable away from the gadget. It has a certain amount of resistance and the, the, the call for denial of your authority 
that you, when you pull the plug from the phone, that it it has this moment of you if the the, the friction of the charging cable um, exhibits that becomes part of the human psyche right now, which is crazy to think about. Well, we're gonna wrap it up there. Yeah. So we'll see you guys on our next episode. Bye. Bye. The future is connected. Ready to connect.